Hello, and welcome to the News Cycle. I'm Katrina Hawes, and I'll be your host for today. It's Monday, May 24th. Hub reporter Emily Chapman interviewed YOLO People Power activists Julia Shaw and Morgan Poindexter, posing the question, how has public safety in Davis progressed since the murder of George Floyd nearly a full year ago? Both are members of the Davis Public Safety Research Team and are involved in local discussions surrounding reimagining public safety. Back um, in the wake of the George Floyd protests and you know the brutal murder of, of George Floyd at the hands of police, uh, along with countless other um, people of color, um, there was this outpouring uh, from the Davis community um, at a city council meeting about the budget saying, hey, like we want to defund the police. Um, we need to rethink how how we're you know treating safety in our community. The genesis of sort of what keeps people safe, that conversation, was um, part of the city's process this past June and July is when it really started. The city's process of reimagining public safety, you know, what does that look like here in Davis? Because they were hearing a lot from their constituents, Black Lives Matter, please defund the police. Um, you know, this is not what we want. And, and you know, so 30% of the general fund goes to policing in Davis. So the general fund is essentially all the money that the city brings in that they can actually choose where it goes. And so they asked the Human Relations Commission, the Police Accountability Commission, and the Social Services Commission um, to look at reimagining public safety in Davis. In response to that, one of the Social Services Commissioners reached out to YOLO People Power, which is a local activist group, and said, hey, is there anyone here who has a background in research. Um, and so the idea behind this was to create a report where there were recommendations on how to reimagine public safety um, using academic, um, academic literature, data analysis, as well as talking to people throughout the county to try to really understand what, what was going on. In December, the temporary joint subcommittee, which is members of each of those three commissions I talked about came together and formed a temporary joint subcommittee. Um, they created a report and this report had nine recommendations. And the nine recommendations for reimagining public safety in Davis really fell into two different categories. So the first one is, you know, looking at our current system, so which mainly relies on policing, you know, when we think of safety in how our society in the United States thinks of it, it's very focused on policing, right? And so looking at that aspect and saying, okay, um, what can we do to improve this in terms of racial bias? Because we saw huge um, disparities in arrests, stops, as well as the number of charges recommended by police um, for black Davis residents versus white Davis residents, um, as well as Hispanic. And then also, taking a public health approach to public safety. And so this is kind of where the reimagining comes in, I think. So instead of thinking of safety as something that is reactive, not dealing with the root causes, you know, really just kind of like, oh, the situation's emerging, we're gonna go address that and put that fire out. Instead, let's look at, you know, kind of these root causes of, of threats to safety. In order for us all to be safe, we have to have equity and anti-racism, right? If everyone doesn't have access to those basic needs, then we're not going to be safe. That's going to create gaps in our system. That's that's going to create cracks in our system. Safety for everyone uh, means 
everyone's needs are met and everyone has access to these things. I wonder sometimes I, you know, go home and I'm like, okay, all of what we've done, you know, what is the tangible output? What, what has really changed? You know, if, if I am a person of color that lives in Davis, is my day-to-day life any different, you know, today than it was on the day that we all called in and, and we all, you know, say the day that we marched, you know, to the, the Davis police department and said, black lives matter. Like how, how much do they matter? Um, if we're grading ourselves on, on what we've gotten accomplished and admittedly from the city of Davis's perspective, they're lagging behind other cities that have made much more progress in a year than the city of Davis has. To me, if I'm, you know, being honest, my answer to what has been accomplished is is not much, not much yet. And that's not to say that, you know, that that's that's absolutely not to criticize, you know, the work that you know I'm a part of, right? Which is trying to get this done. But um, yeah, it, it's been a year, and not much is different. Yeah. So I think you're right. Like we touched on a lot of what's what's been accomplished, right? Which is um, this reimagining process, and so. You know, we want to see dedication by the city to actually implement these things. So I guess we haven't technically implemented any policy is, is the short answer. You know, we've developed the recommendations, haven't implemented anything yet. I will say, you know, the council members spoke generally positively in terms of these recommendations and seemed to, all of them seemed to think at least some of them were like low hanging fruit that we could accomplish in the short term. And I guess other things that are encouraging are getting to talk to people in the community. So um, our research team has a presentation that we've been, um, you know, giving to people um, and it's evolved as different things have come out, but um, just trying to frame the conversation and say, you know, this is why we need this. Um, This is why our current system isn't working. And this is what a public health approach to safety could look like and, and what actually getting to these root causes and being proactive about safety could look like in our community. And so we've gotten to talk to faith groups and we've also um, gotten to speak to the high school activism club actually. And so getting to talk to people, um, you know, from all different parts of our community and see them, you know, learn, willing to learn and show up and, and also then willing to take that and turn that into action and call in for public comment or sign petitions. Like that's been so encouraging. Um, And I think it just shows, you know, there's so much possibility in Davis. um, And I think people are ready for change and they're, they're open to it. There's still sometimes this disconnect, you know, this idea of kind of Davis exceptionalism, you know, like racism doesn't happen in Davis. And I think sometimes breaking through that perception can be really challenging. Um, And I also think it can be jarring for people, right? If we show them these statistics, they're like, in Davis? Say, well, I think the police are doing a great job. They're they're perfect. They're great. I've never had a problem with them. And, And I think, you know, we have to interrogate that. We have to say, okay, well, like, what are your axes of privilege. Do you think that maybe your experience could be different from someone else's? You know, are you seeing the whole story? And so really trying to delve into that can be difficult. And um, it's not always successful. I'll say, you know, like every conversation you have is not is not always gonna get through to people. Like sometimes they're just not re- ready to hear it. You know, politics, you know, just anytime you get involved in politics, it, it can be frustrating because you don't know, you know, you can have a conversation with someone and they can seem on board, but then when push comes to shove, where's the action? 
And of course, you know, there are all these intersections too in Davis where we have to think about socioeconomic status, et cetera. And there are huge wealth gaps by race in Davis if you look at the data. Um, and so, you know, there's all these, these factors that intersect that make these things, you know, really difficult to untangle. But that's why it's so important to be looking at solutions from a systemic point of view, right? You can't, you can't just try to like solve, you know, one person who you think is racist, like a bad apple, you know, that argument. You have to look at the whole system and how it's perpetuating racism. I'm hopeful that the cultural shift that I do think is happening is the way to, to get to this, this future that I see where we're not so reliant on, on punishment and law enforcement and we're more reliant on support and helping people through social services. And so I guess the point I wanna make and the plug I wanna make is it's really easy to feel like you see all of this injustice around you and you can't do anything about it. You just feel powerless. Um, but, but just ask yourself, like, what do I wanna do? What can I do? Who can I connect with to get involved? Um, and there's a place for everyone. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Katrina Hawes and Jihan Moon are the producers. Our theme music is by Daniel Ruiz Jimenez. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.